John's Gospel, chapter 10, please. We have just a few verses to lift out. And last week, we spoke on the Christian's confidence in Christ. And this is part two. We'll give you a little synopsis of last week, then move on in to the rest of this message. John's Gospel, chapter 10, starting to read at verse 22. And it was at Jerusalem the feast of the dedication, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I told you, and ye believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you, my sheep, Hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. You know the Lord will bless again the reading of his word. Let's just buy it and a time of prayer. Father, we just thank you and we do, even as we were singing, bless your holy name. We thank you, Lord, that you've brought us here this evening. Thank you, Lord, that people have taken their time and taken out of their time to come, Lord, to sit under your word. And Lord, as our faces differ, so also do our needs. We ask you, Lord, to read every heart and look into every life. And we ask you, Lord, to come and meet us there. May we hear the voice of the shepherd calling us if we're in distress. May we hear the voice of the shepherd calling us if we're weary and down. May we hear the voice of the shepherd calling if we are unsaved, calling, O sinner, come home. Father, we ask you, Lord, now to speak to hearts and lives and shut us in with thine own self that we, Lord, as we preach your word and Expound the scriptures, Lord, that the truth would be made known to every heart and to every life, glorifying the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask it in his name and for his glory. Amen. The Christian's confidence is in Christ and in Christ alone. In other words, when a man and a woman come to saving faith in the Lord Jesus, they have come knowing that there's nothing that they can do. Nothing that they can do of their own selves to add to the work which Christ has already accomplished at Calvary's tree. We looked last week at how the Lord Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. We looked at him as the owner of the sheep. Secondly, we will look at the supplier to the sheep he says, and I give unto them eternal life. Thirdly in is the sustainer of the sheep. He says, and they shall never perish. Fourthly, there is the retainer of the sheep. He says, neither shall any man 
pluck them out of my hand. And of course, all through this, fifthly, we have the receiver. That's you and I who have come to saving faith in Christ. We have received the Lord. We have received his free gift of salvation. We have received the infilling of the Spirit. We have received justification by faith alone. We have received Christ as Lord and as our God. And we have received the kingdom, the power to become the sons and daughters of the living God. So the receivers are you and I. Our confidence is never and can never be in ourselves, but must always be in none other but the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to what he says again. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. The Lord Jesus in Solomon's porch, it's a part of Herod's temple, and part of that old Solomon's temple was left at this time. The porchway was a covering. And there he is in the temple when the Jews gather around him and says, Are you the one the scriptures speak of? If you are, then let me know. So someone here has said before, God, if you're real, God, if you're true, God, if you're alive, then let me know. So one that has said to the Lord, maybe the Lord has been dealing with your heart and stirring you up. And at some place and point in time in your life, maybe during the night or maybe out at work and you're on your own and you've said, Lord, if you are real, then let me know. Well, tonight, he's just heard you and he's letting you know. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And he says to the Jews, you cannot hear me for you are not of my sheep. That's the words of Christ himself. He says, you won't hear me and you cannot hear me for ye are not of my sheep. You know, there are many men and women who never hear Christ in the word. We looked at it last week. They hear the word in their outer ear, but never Christ in the word, receiving Christ as the word of the living God, as their Lord and Savior. And so the Lord says, you're not of my sheep. I wonder, is there a straying sheep and the shepherd is calling? I wonder, is there a straying sheep and the sheep is in danger tonight? And you'll return, as Peter said, to the shepherd and bishop of your soul. And I wonder tonight, as the shepherd calls, will you find your confidence in him, in the Lord Jesus Christ and in him alone? We looked last week how the Lord is called the shepherd stone of Israel. He is called the shepherd of Israel, thou that leadest Joseph like a flock. He's called the shepherd of the sheep. He calls himself the good shepherd that giveth his life for the sheep. He is also called in the book of Hebrews that great shepherd of the sheep. Peter calls him the chief shepherd and as I've already said, the shepherd and bishop of our souls. But David says the Lord is my shepherd. Personally, I have a shepherd. David could well have penned that if he had lived in in more modern days. I have a shepherd, one I love so well. How he has blessed me, tongue can never tell. In the darkest valley, I need fear no ill, for he will be with me. And here is David praying the Lord, praying the Lord is my shepherd, for he will be with me still. So here David is is the psalmist, yet he's a king, yet he's a prophet, he's a musician, 
And David is also a shepherd boy going up looking after the sheep. And here he comes and he says, the Lord, he's my shepherd, understanding the relationship between a shepherd and his sheep. Is there a sheep tonight, a man or a woman who have strayed away? Remember what Isaiah said in Isaiah 53 and verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord hath laid on him, that is on the Lord Jesus Christ, the iniquity of us all. The word astray means to wander physically, to wander with intoxication, to wander ethically, or in other words, to wander into more sin and into deeper sin, to wander in the mind, not thinking about the Lord, not wanting to know God, not wanting to retain the word of God in our minds but wanting the things of the world and to retain the fleshy carnal mind which is off our own humanity it means to wander into error to be misled to be misled mentally and morally and spiritually you look at our world tonight look at our nation and we see it all around us but the lord says i am the way the truth and the life No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Here we have wandered our own way. And Christ says, I am the way. That's a little synopsis of last week. Now we'll move in to where we are this week. The Lord says, my sheep hear my voice. And if you're hearing the voice of God tonight, then you're his sheep. If you're sensing the drawing, the quickening, of the Holy Spirit within you, then you are his sheep. Listen, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Here is the personal note of the Messiah. Here is the personal touch of almighty God in flesh. He says, my sheep, my voice, I know them, they follow me. Notice this, in Genesis chapter three and verse nine, We're told how Adam in the garden, he sins before God and he takes of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil after the Lord saying that he was not to take of. And as they're hiding, he and Eve are are hiding and covering themselves. We're told that the Lord comes walking in the cool of the day. And we're told, and the Lord God called Adam and said unto him, where art thou? Notice, here is the voice still, even of a shepherd. Here is the voice of God wanting to have communion, wanting to have fellowship with you. God, since then, has found that broken fellowship is because of the transgression of God's law and because of our sin. But in Christ Jesus, you and I can be reconciled back together, you and I and the Lord. Are you reconciled to God? Notice what the Lord, he says, he goes calling Adam in the garden. Where art thou, he said. Now the Lord knew where Adam was. He wanted Adam to hear his voice. He wanted Adam to follow him. And Adam came out and Adam says, we hid ourselves when we heard thy voice because we were naked. The Lord says, who told thee that thou was naked? The innocency had gone. The purity of mankind would be disappeared and fallen since our own natures would carry the genes of Adam. Listen to what he says. The Lord God called Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Notice the sinner didn't call God. God called the sinner. 
The shepherd says, my sheep hear my voice. He calls them. He calls you. He calls you to his side. God can speak to you even in the garden. Notice that. He came to the garden. God can speak to you anywhere. God can speak in a garden. Genesis 22, verses 11 to 15. We speaks of the angel of the Lord, a pre-Bethlehem appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ, a theophany it's known as. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham. It says he called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. Abraham heard the call of God. Abraham heard the voice of the shepherd. Notice Abraham didn't call on the Lord. The Lord called unto Abraham. He calls Abraham. Abraham and his sheep heard his voice. God can call you out of heaven. God can call you in a garden. Listen to the Exodus chapter 3 and verse 4. Moses is minding his father-in-law's sheep. In the backside of the desert, 40 years hiding away from Pharaoh, hiding out of Egypt in the land of Midian. And we're told that as Moses walked along, a bush catches fire and he turns aside to see this great sight. And listen to what happens in Exodus 3 and verse 4. It says, And when the Lord saw that he, that is Moses, turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush, and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. God called Moses, the man who murdered the Egyptian. And God called Moses out of Egypt. And God called Moses to lead and to shepherd his people. God called Moses through the fire. Your life, you're in through a fiery time at the minute. Listen for the voice of the shepherd. And do as he says and follow him and he will bring you through. God called Moses from a burning bush and God can call you tonight. Here's another one, Exodus chapter 19 and verse 20. It says, And the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai on the top of the mountain and the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mount and Moses went up. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me, Jesus said. Here, as Moses goes up the mountain in Exodus chapter 19, we're told he isn't all the way up. He hasn't stepped all the way in. He is a little bit up and a little bit down. He's sitting upon the fence, not sure at times how far to go in God, but God calls him all the way. Come up, Moses. But Lord, I'm walking. Come up, Moses, but I'm high enough. Come up, Moses. Come up, Heather. Come up higher. Come up into my presence. And oh, his sheep followed him. Says, Moses went up. Maybe God's dealing with you. Maybe God's been calling you into a place with him. And you're halfway there. You're a step away. Or you're just afraid to go the full distance with him follow the voice of God he called Moses from the top of a mountain in fact he called Moses to what looked like the blackness of clouds and thunders and lightnings around whenever the Israelites looked up the mountain that's what they heard and that's what they saw 
And as Moses would have been climbing up there, think about it. Lord, it's dark up there. It's dangerous up there. It looks like the unknown up there. I just don't know whether to go or not. And the Lord says, Moses, come up higher. Trust me. I don't think I could do that, Lord. Trust me, Moses. And Moses goes on the bare word and promise of God. And when he gets there, he doesn't see the cloud. And when he gets there, he doesn't see the darkness. When he gets there, he doesn't hear the thunderings. Instead, he has fellowship with the Lord. Isn't that amazing? The unknown to us is always known to God. And sometimes we look to a blackness and a darkness of a life and to a direction or a place and purpose where you think God's bringing you to. And you think, I could never do that. But when you step into the blessing under the word of God and according to his calling, you'll find that God always, always takes you through. He will bring you up and he will fellowship with you. No matter how dark it looks, God will never leave you, neither will he forsake you. His sheep heard his voice. Leviticus chapter 1 verse 1 We were told that the Lord called unto Moses and spake to him out of the tabernacle. Moses is there and there is the tabernacle and old Moses is going past the tabernacle and suddenly a voice comes from the holy place booming out through the very curtains, the the first curtain into the holy place and then out into the courtyard and it comes right out to Moses through the doors and he goes, Moses, Moses and the Lord calls him by his word and his voice. He hears the voice of God. He turns around and enters into the place with God. God can call you from that mountain, from a cloud and even in the tabernacle. God can call you sitting in church tonight. Think of 1 Samuel chapter 3, a young boy, Samuel is, he's brushing floors and he's doing the menial tasks. You know, Christian, there's nothing wrong with doing what seems menial to you, to do it unto the Lord. There's nothing wrong with being on the cleaning team. Hello? not beneath us to do these things here was the prophet the prophet that would be the strength of Israel a chariot in Israel brushing floors Samuel Samuel he runs the old Eli Eli did you call me says, no son I never called you go back to bed Oh, young Samuel's perplexed and he's puzzled. I, I heard my name being called. Samuel, Samuel the second time. Eli, did you call me? No, son, go back to bed. And the third time, Samuel, Samuel. He heard God call him from his very sleep. Have you ever dreamt about Jesus? Have you ever went to bed with his word in your mind and you've dreamt about him? Have you ever fought the demons of hell in your sleep? And called on the name of Jesus? I have. Samuel, can you hear him? My sheep hear my voice. And I know them. He knew where he was when he was at his duty. A 
he's brushing floors. The Lord seen him and said, he will be the chariot. He will be the prophet to Israel. He calls David from the sheep coat folds in the field. Jesse's sons are lined up and the Lord says to Samuel, not this, not that. Not the other. He goes along through all of his sons and there's something missing and the Lord knew where he was. He was in the field. God was saying, no, 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 no. Right the whole way along. Every one of his sons. And then Samuel says, is there any others? How can he divot in the field? He's just a young boy. We ruddy cheeks. Minding sheep. Who wants to know him? God wanted him. God wanted to know him. His father was watching. Every time he walked with the sheep, he fought a bear and he fought a lion. He says, call him from the sheep coats. He's anointed with a horn of oil. And the Lord had called him. Listen, in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 18, the Lord Jesus is walking along the seashore. And he sees Peter and Andrew mending their nets. And he walks along and he shouts, follow me and I will make you to become fishers of men. They drop their nets and they follow him. He walks a little further and he sees James and John casting their nets and he says, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. My sheep hear my voice. He says, and I know them and they follow me. Will you follow him? Will you follow the shepherd? You see, your confidence is in Christ. The security of the sheep is in none other but the shepherd. Oh, Levi or Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom, the hated tax collector. But like Zacchaeus was, but here he used to exact more money for the Romans than what they were worth or what they should have got in order to be rich himself. And his own people were starving and he took their money off them. He was a hated figure and Christ walks up to him and says, follow me. And his sheep heard his voice and he dropped the pen of the tax collector, the publican's pen, and he followed the Christ of God. Follow him. Follow him wherever he will lead you. For in the great day when we stand before God, it says, those who are robed in white, it says, whence cometh these men and women robed in white? It says, these are they who washed their garments in blood. Notice what he says, and followed the lamb whithersoever he goeth. Where does Christ lead you? Will, he follow, will you follow him where he leads you? Like the old hymn writer says, where he lead me I will go. For I have learned to trust him so. You see, here the Lord Jesus, he is the good shepherd. And the good shepherd giveth his life for his sheep. He keeps on searching in the wilderness. He keeps on searching through the gospel. He keeps on searching, waiting for you, shouting out to you, 
Can you hear my voice? If you're my sheep, will you follow me? Will you respond? And I will give you eternal life. You cannot earn it. You cannot pay for it. You cannot take it from your parents. You can't take it from your husband, your wife, nor your children, your grandparents. You can't take it from rosaries or from indulgences. You can't do anything to merit it. It's all by sovereign grace. He says, I give. I give unto them. Here he is, a wonderful savior who pursues us with irresistible grace till we see his beauty and his loveliness and dying for us. Here he says, I give. It's like that old, that old uh, preacher and uh, he wrote the hymn, it's, oh love, that will not let me go. I rest my weary soul in thee, he says. In other words, the weary life of the man and the woman, maybe sitting here this evening, the weary heart or the, the, the worldly heart that's being dragged along by the devil and by the things of the world and you're, you're going from pillar to post and you don't know whether you're coming or going, you're inside out, upside down, you don't know whether you're blew up or stuffed. And the devil has had his way all your life over your life and in your life. He came to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And suddenly the voice of the shepherd bursts through the gloominess and the darkness. He calls you by your name. He says, follow me. And I will make you. I'll make you from a sinner to a saint. I'll make you I'll make you into a proper husband. I'll make you into a proper wife. I'll make you into a proper citizen. I'll make you into my child. A child of God, bound for heaven. A child of the kingdom. A child that glories in Christ and in Christ alone. Oh, love that will not let me go. I rest my weary soul in thee. Did Jesus not say, Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Here he calls the sheep to rest in him. He calls the sheep to find that drudgery, that burden, that heavy weight of sin to be thrown off their shoulders and to rest completely, totally, subtly, solely and completely on the Lamb of God and his shed blood. Oh, will you come to the shepherd tonight? Will you come and surrender yourself to him? Listen to this. You know, when the psalmist David, he says, at the end of of Psalm 23, and he speaks of goodness and mercy, surely, without doubt, he says, surely, that means without doubt, with all the certainty in my heart, I know my Lord for I follow him. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. See, the word follow gives the idea that surely goodness and mercy will hunt after me. Ah, is the Lord not hunting me with a big stick? 
Is the Lord not hunting me with a rod to chastise? Is the Lord not hunting me in order to beat me? No, the shepherd is calling his sheep in order that he will bless you. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me or hunt me down all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Christ is hunting after you. Christ is hunting your soul. You know why? Because he paid a heavy price for it. Because he paid a heavy price for you. He paid a heavy price. Oh, the day that he came over the mountains and over the nations and over the the valleys with his precious words, speaking comfortably, calling his sheep home. Never forget the day he called my name. Oh, happy day. I fixed my choice on thee, my Savior, on my God. Listen to what he says. My sheep hear my voice and I know them. They follow me. Here he is, the owner, calling his sheep. And I give unto them eternal life. What is he here but the supplier I give? For God so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God gave his son. God gave him. Not only is he a shepherd but he is also the lamb. God provided his own lamb. Abraham is walking up the mountain with Isaac. He's taken Isaac up the mountain. He says to the, to the men, stay here. When, while I and the lad go yonder and worship, we will return again. And he's coming up. Isaac is carrying the wood on his back. He says, Father, here's the wood and, and here's the mountain. We're going to have, we're going to have a, a sacrifice. But where is the sacrifice? Isaac, you're it. You see, coming up one side of the mountain, Isaac with the wood on his back and Abraham, his father, with a knife at his side, a box of matches in his pocket. <laughs> Don't think he had matches those days. And as he goes up one side of the mountain, cannot see how God is going to work things out. For God said, and Isaac shall I see be called. And Isaac was going to be cremated, murdered and cremated. And Abraham was saying, Lord, I don't know how this works. I don't know how you're going to work this out. I don't know how you're going to change this. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm trusting you every step of the way. Every step of the way, Lord, I'll trust in you on your bare word. And Isaac shall I see be called. So here's Abraham going up with Isaac. And they go up the hill, can't find the sacrifice, but Isaac is he. And suddenly up the other side, the other side of the mountain, God had already been prepared. God was away ahead of them. God was already supplying. God was already giving. On the other side, making its way up to meet them at the point of their need where they needed the sacrifice. Isaac is about to have the nagger plunged into his heart. And the angel of the Lord cries, Abraham, Abraham, and oh boy, did that sheep really be glad to hear the voice of the shepherd? Lord, I'm so glad my father had an ear in tune to you there because he was going to kill me. 
They had your hand on the lad. Turns around and there's a ram caught by the horn in the thicket. Provided by Almighty God. Great substitute. The picture of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Old Abraham said before, he says, Son, God will provide himself a lamb. God did provide himself. He provided himself the lamb. But that tells me, so when I trust the Lord, every step of the way, when I don't know what's happening, tells me every step of the way when his word is rich in my heart, and I'm walking blind by blinded faith, and I'm just trusting in him, I'm not trusting in a man, but my soul, confidence and security is in Christ and in Christ alone. It tells me that while I'm walking up one side of the mountain and I'm weary and I'm tired and I'm doubting and I don't know what way to go, God already has my prayer answered for the ram is coming up the other side of your mountain, brother. The ram is coming up the other side of your mountain, sister. Christ is already meeting the needs of every man and woman in this house. Oh, he is an offering for sin. He's an offering for all sin. It's Christ and Christ alone. Listen to what the old devil says to our Lord. The old devil came to our Lord and he says, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down. He'll give his angels charge over you. You'll not dash your foot against the stone. The Lord starts to quote the word of his father. I shall not tempt the Lord thy God. He takes him and tempts him three times. We'll talk about it again. But he shows him all the kingdoms of the world. He says, all these things will I give thee. If I will just fall down and worship me. Jesus, give in once. For once in your life, just give in, Jesus. For once, just in your 33 years as a human being, you're allowed one mistake. Bow down and worship me once. You'll not need to go to the cross. You'll not go and take the sin and the shame and the pain and the suffering. You'll not go and hear the jibes of the people as they shout at you. He cannot even save himself. You'll have all this. All these things will I give thee. Praise his name, he didn't come for things. Jesus isn't interested in your things. He's interested in your soul. He came for souls. You know why? Because souls are bound for eternal damnation outside of Christ. That's why. The Lord says, I give unto them eternal life. And those with eternal life will never see this eternal damnation. Jesus is the supplier he is not a receiver. I give. Listen, Galatians 1 and 4, the Lord Jesus says of the Lord Jesus, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. He gave himself. Listen to what Titus 2 verses 13 and 14 says. We're looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Verse 14 who gave himself, take note, the great God and our Savior. Actually, the Greek reads, 
the great God, even our Savior, Jesus Christ. That's who he is. Well, you look at him, you see a man, but look into him and you see God. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. The Christian's confidence is in Christ alone. For the word iniquity here is the word anomahi, anomia, rather. And it means contempt, violation of God's law to be lawless. And that's where we are. We have broken the law of God, we have sinned short of the glory of God. That's why we need his wonderful grace. The Christian's confidence rests in Christ alone. The Christian's confidence is in Christ's cross work. The Christian's confidence is in the blood of Jesus. The Christian's confidence is in the good shepherd who gave his life for the sheep. He is the owner, the supplier, and he is also the sustainer. He is the owner the supplier, and he is the sustainer. Part three next week should be the final part. Here, our Lord calls and says, my sheep, hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Notice what he says, and I give unto them eternal life. Do you want to go be with Christ forever? Or would you rather go to a devil's hell? That's the long and the short of it. For the shepherd calls you tonight. If you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Maybe you're saying, well, show me. Tell me you're real. Tonight he's showing you and he's telling you. He says, I'm real. Like that shepherd who sought the one sheep. When 99 were in the fold, there was one went astray and he called and he searched over high and over low and you know when he found it he put it over his shoulders and he went home rejoicing shared it with his friends but do you see I've got my sheep how precious is the soul to Christ how precious is your soul to him tonight well if you were to gain the whole world and lose your own soul the whole world could never pay an exchange for your soul, Jesus says. The whole world could not amount up to what you're worth. And only the blood, the precious blood of Christ, can redeem you back to God. No other means, no other method, just through the finished work of Christ on Calvary's cross. So may God take his word and may the voice of God keep speaking. And the voice of man is silent. Think about him. Go to bed and dream about him. May you get up in the morning with it in your ears. You go to work, may you hear him speak to you. Christian, let the Holy Spirit move in your life, move in your heart. Let him speak deep into your breast and lead you in marvelous ways for his glory. Thank you for your attention. God bless you. We have something to do tonight. We want to ask Gary and the team to come up. Gary, maybe you could play some on Mallow at the start. I know you probably have something else if you haven't. I want to anoint someone with oil tonight. You want to pray? And maybe you would...
Just pray lowly, just in the meantime. Praise his name.